Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I have stuck a high heel in my ass and let a teddy bear go down on me. Who are you, friend? I'm Bex. I am a sex educator and a porn maker and got my origins in all of this through like sex toy retail and sex toy reviewing. Um, But it has been a minute since I have been like in the know on sex toys, frankly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fill you in on some pretty interesting ones today. I'm excited. Yeah, I got the idea to do a show about just weird sex toys because right before the website I was working for, Mel Magazine, got shuttered recently, I had written mm-hmm. a piece for them about like eight of the weirdest sex toys in the world. And I thought it was a really funny, good piece, but then you know, the venture capitalist who owned the magazine just completely pulled the plug on it before the piece even went live. So I was like, I still want to talk about these toys, though. Right. Yeah. Tell the you world had all that them. research. And I'm curious now to hear about them as the thing. One of the like, I'm particularly excited to hear about them from you because like <laughs> weird is such a phrase that gets thrown at us as industry professionals of like, true. what is the weirdest thing you've heard of or the weirdest thing that like someone has asked you or whatever. Yeah. And the things people are asking when they ask that question, like the answers they're expecting are never the ones that like, I feel like actually stand out to us as professionals. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm really curious to like, what comes to mind as stand out for you and like, And actually, like, what criteria did you use when picking out what felt weird? What ranked as the weirdest sex toy? This is such a good question. I'm so glad that you raised (laughs) this point. I actually want to read from this article, which will never be published now. Yay. Um, But I did want to make that exact point about, like, not kink shaming and not um, thinking that, like, a rabbit vibe is weird because it's not or, you know, stuff like that. So this is what I wrote. I want to be clear up front that I don't consider weird to be an insult in this case. That word choice isn't meant to make anyone feel judged for liking what they like. Some of my favorite sex toys are exceptionally weird. When you've tried as many toys as I have, sometimes even the most beautifully designed products don't stand out anymore. But the ones that use a novel technology, have a unique gimmick, or are shaped like a random object or animal, those still give me a thrill. What makes a sex toy weird exactly? If it takes longer than 10 seconds to explain what it does to a relatively toy-savvy friend, it's probably weird. Mm -hmm. If someone could see it on your nightstand and say, what the hell is that, instead of assuming (laughs) it was a sex toy, it's probably weird. If you find yourself wondering whether the idea for the product came to its designer in an absurd sex dream or a drug-fueled hallucination, it's probably weird. (laughs) That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Um, And actually, like, the kind of kink-shaming point is really crucial to the first one on my list that I wanted to talk about, which is the Teddy Love. Do you remember the Mm, Teddy Love? Yes, I do remember this one. Yeah. So this, if you haven't seen it, I think it's discontinued now. I Mm. don't imagine that there was that much of a market for it. But it was basically a teddy bear, like, probably about the size that you think of when you think of a regular teddy bear. Um, And it vibrates. I believe that the vibrator was located in kind of like the muzzle that area. That was my understanding, yeah. Yeah, and the controls were in the paw, so you'd have to like squeeze the paw to turn it on. Right, 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 right. I believe it only had one vibration speed, and basically to use it as directed, you would have to like face plant the teddy bear in your <laughs> junk. 
um, which is something that I used to do when I was a kid. Like that was like one of the first ways I actually learned to masturbate. So like, yeah, I, so I was my like, first I girlfriend I got off was on like grinding on plushies and things. I think that's fairly common. Yeah, I think it's really common. And I often wonder like how much of that relates to people developing fetishes along those lines right. later on. Uh, and that was one of the points that came up a lot when I was writing my piece about the Teddy Love was there are definitely people for whom this would be hot, like mm-hmm. plushy fetishists or even like maybe certain types of furries. But it was right. not marketed in that way. Like it didn't seem to be marketed toward fetishists. Um, it seemed to be marketed as sort of like a gimmicky, silly toy or like a gag right. gift. Really right, leaving a lot is, of money on the table. <laughs> yeah, which seems so odd to me because that always appeared to me as like a like a fetish item, like for age players, for any flavor of that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. at camp, there is, or there has been at least a couple times, um, essentially like a kinky build a bear vendor um, where you can get, yeah, they have like fetish gear that you can put them on and they have a bunch of different animals and they have the stuffing there and everything and like it feels like vibration should be an add-on for a venture like that Mm -hmm. that is like very prepared to be like no this is like silly and kinky and like i don't the thing if i if i'm remembering the marketing correctly it like both like I felt like it took itself too seriously. Yeah. Like, you need to accept that you're making a, a teddy bear and, like, <laughs> and at the same time, it, like, didn't take itself seriously enough in the, like, gag gift kind of way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it seemed like it wanted to be either really romantic or, like, a thing that no one would actually use but you'd own. Mm-hmm. But at no point did it seem to, like, really want to engage with how someone would actually use their product in the bedroom. Like, they seemed more concerned with how discreet the fact that it's a bear makes it, which, like, mm-hmm. is not interesting. There are other things that can be... I could hide a bullet vibe better than a vibrating fucking teddy bear. Right. The discretion point was always so funny to me because it doesn't totally look like a regular teddy bear especially in that its tongue is sticking out it has this and it's not soft tongue tongue. no so this is the other like big issue with like the design of this is it had a nose and then the sticking out tongue which are both really hard plastic and the idea i think is supposed to be that the nose goes on the clit and the tongue is kind of stimulating like the vaginal opening area but there was such a small distance between those i i do think i have maybe on the on the larger end of average distance between those two spots but like there was no way for me to use it comfortably like if the tongue was where it was supposed to be it was like the nose was way below my clit and if the nose is on my clit the tongue's like really kind of poking me in urethra town and I don't want that. <laughs> right. And that and that doesn't even touch on the cleaning problem. Right. Because like the muzzle is fine, but everything around the muzzle is fur. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's not like the like if I'm if I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's not like the moisture is really contained to like mm-hmm. just on my dick where and hole where it needs to be. Like mm-hmm. It's not, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, 
it doesn't seem like they prepared for their toy to be effective. <laughs> what they know it's so true you know like yeah like they, like look like i don't know i can't imagine the designers looking at that product and being like uh-huh and when someone's like really getting off on this thing like when they're having a really excellent time how's that gonna go and like looking at that teddy bear and think like it's gonna be great they're gonna mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah and and it's not discreet either because it's really easy to turn it on by accident like by hitting the paw Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so you know like if you have guests over and someone happens to sit on your bed and bump the bear there's a decent chance that it could just start vibrating and that's right not discreet at all (laughs) then you have so many follow-up questions yeah what if someone just picks it up and hugs it like it's a cute little teddy bear like Yeah, I would be so stressed about this. Um, Do you remember that our friend Luna has a great story about this this bear? No, I don't think so. Okay. Our friend Luna Bell, who writes the blog Ninja Sexology, had one of these bears, and she tried to take it on a plane, like in her Mm, mm -hmm. carry-on. I... I guess she was like bringing it on on a sexy trip or something. I mean, she travels a lot. She yeah. might have even just been reviewing it at the time and needed to right. know there or something, right? You know. Yeah, true. So they saw the bear in her suitcase, and of course, TSA agents, if they see mechanics inside a thing that they're not expecting to have mechanics in it, they're going to be like, right. "What the fuck is a this teddy bomb? bear full of wires?" Like, yeah. So she was, like, pulled aside, and they talked to her about it. And I think that she was, like, put on some kind of list. I think that she said that afterward she would always get her bag searched. Like, they, I don't know, somebody there thought it was an issue. And I was like, that's good to know about a sex toy. Not that I would really want to bring that places, but you should be able to. Right. No, there's certainly a lot that, like... there. I have gotten stopped for a great many toys, just even just hunks of silicone with wires near them makes tsa agents a little antsy yeah um (laughs) but like i mean i also just get stopped for the trans thing though like that right so who knows which ones which ones causing more at this point well right and like if you're already nervous about that for that reason or for reasons of maybe you're wearing a chastity cage maybe you have piercings that always get you in trouble or whatever like i wouldn't want to add another layer of complication to the TSA experience. Exactly. Another weird toy that I think has since been discontinued is one that mm-hmm. I got to review probably in like 2013 or something. And it was called the Wake Up Vibe. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. So this is like a vibe that is sort of shaped to curve against the pelvic mound. Um, and it has a little LCD screen on it. And you can set an alarm so that you'd be woken up by vibration. And it wasn't abrupt. I think that the way it worked was it would like sort of slowly start vibrating Mm -hmm. and like work its way up with the idea being that you make mornings a little more pleasant, wake up to vibration. Um, But you do have to sleep with this hard vibe in your underwear all night. And I can't imagine it stays in place. 
It does an like, okay job of staying in place. Like, you know, I wear fairly close-fitting underwear. I imagine it wouldn't work if you weren't doing that. Uh, and okay. I know that a lot of people like to sleep naked or what have yeah. you. So it doesn't. But like the alternative for this design would have been to have an insertable portion to hold it in place, and you don't want to be leaving insertables inside you for like eight hours. Right. Yeah, that's a bit much. That would be less than ideal. Yeah, but like, I didn't find it all that effective as an alarm because it was just okay. too subtle. I'm a person who needs to be blasted out of sleep in the morning. Right. And, like, it just wasn't worth the trade-off for me that I would take longer than I wanted to be awakened by it and then would sometimes have, like, stress dreams about sleeping in and missing whatever thing I was trying to go to because I was worried about that. And it's, like, in my mind, like, one of the key benefits of this product is that it might induce, like, sexy dreams before it wakes you up. And I just, I mostly found it just gave me stress dreams. (laughs) Well, and like, so the thing is, it assumes that being woken up by like someone fucking you or getting you off or whatever is going to make you want to leave the bed. (laughs) Right. Right. Like I, I frequently, uh, like my partner and I wake each other up with sex and like it uh, it never makes me want to get up more like <laughs> I, I wake up into the feeling of someone touching me or whatever and I'm like oh that's lovely I'm just gonna <laughs> stay here and more of this mm-hmm. so like I don't and then like okay so the vibe works and wakes you up and you're hard now and like don't want to get out of bed so you jerk off and Mm -hmm. now you've just come and once again (laughs) i don't want to start my day i would like to nap it's true yeah i have heard from some people that they do feel more alert after an orgasm in the morning okay that is not my experience i feel the way you just said um yeah but the other issue too is that uh, it's not a very good vibrator, as I recall, like pretty buzzy, mm. not really the types of vibrations I tend to want. And because it's been going for however long it's been going, by the time I finally wake up, I might have lost a little bit of sensitivity. Like you get that vibrator right. or slight numbness. And so I would have to grab a stronger, better vibrator and it would take me longer to get off with it than I normally would. And so, yeah, I would have had to set the alarm about half an hour earlier than I otherwise would want to get up just in order to be able to get all that stuff done. Or else I'm going through my day with blue clit. Like, no, thank you. That doesn't make me want to get up either. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I I am a big fan of like tease and denial or edging or being hard all day or whatever. But like, this doesn't feel like it would induce that scenario in a way that is fun. Yeah, and and the discomfort of trying to sleep with it in your underwear all night without it falling out, I mean. Right, and it does, like, so, it feels like the goal here, right, like, we've been talking about this, but it feels like the goal here is to take something less than ideal waking up in the morning and add 
something nice and pleasant to it, like, and, you know, vibration, and you get to be horny about it and whatever, <laughs> so that waking up is better. But I do feel like it's a little bit more likely to kind of go in the opposite direction, whereas, <laughs> like, waking up is not going to feel better because there's something vibrating on your clit. Like, the vibrating on your clit is going to feel exponentially worse because it's happening as you are waking up in the morning. <laughs> You're like, what is this shit? Like, yeah, I know how so I react true. to my alarm clock. I don't want to react to my vibrator that way yeah i don't know just seems like a way to create bad associations yeah i don't think i'm the target market for this toy because i don't really like being wakened by sex anyway Mm. like i tend to just be like i'm fucking trying to sleep here what are you doing (laughs) um fair yeah i like sleepy sex like at night maybe Mm -hmm. but not being woken up by it yeah Uh, I do think that there are some interesting kink possibilities for this product, though. Like, if you were able to stop thinking of it as something that you're trying to use to wake yourself up and you're able to instead just see, like, it's a a vibrator that I can set the time that it's going to start. Like, then Mm. that opens up a lot of possibilities in terms of teasing or... Um, maybe being able to feel sexually close to your partner even if you are at work or something like that. Right. I wonder if there is, I mean, you could probably like cover the display too, like a way to set a time and Mm -hmm. not let the person wearing it know what the time is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I mean, at this point, this is a pretty old toy. And at this point, we have things like the Wii Vibe and stuff that is like got the Bluetooth connectivity that allows you to kind of take more action in the moment. Mm -hmm. But the timer thing is interesting and fun to play with. It reminds me of uh, people putting like, chastity keys in timed locks and things mm. like that yeah yeah i mean the issue with the with the bluetooth toys for this is that they usually have to be turned on and paired in order to work with the app and typically there would be like an auto shut off so that if for example right. you left to work in the morning and you were like i'm gonna activate your vibrator at some point today and not tell you when Uh, you would still kind of have to tell them beforehand. Like you'd have to be like, Mm. turn your vibe on. Now I'm going to use it. So you don't as much get that element of surprise. Whereas if you set it for a specific time on the wake up vibe, then that's going to happen regardless. But also it has to be preset. So Right. So you would have to hand it to someone in the morning and say, you're wearing this today. Yeah. And then what if they're, and, like, on a work call when it goes off or whatever? Right. <laughs> I or guess you would like, check their schedule first. Yeah, or, like, you're wearing this today, and when it goes off, I need you to X, Y, Z. Right, like, right. that could be fun, right? Or, like, set it to go off as someone's supposed to be leaving work, so it's going to go off all the whole way home or something, right? Like, mm. you could do something fun with that. Yeah, I wonder if you could sync it up so that if, for example, you had one of those clocks that, like, sings a song when it (laughs) hits the hour, if you could do a thing with, like, conditioning someone to feel pleasure whenever they hear that sound. Oh, gosh. That would be interesting, yeah. Yeah. Intriguing. Mm. Oh, well, I think it's discontinued. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Do we want to talk about the dick tucks? Ah, that one's also discontinued, isn't it? Yeah, we were just chatting with our uh, Discord folks yesterday about this, uh, and I I just have a lot of thoughts and feelings about it. So Lalo, 
luxury sex toy company Lalo, who are very hit or miss. I guess we should really give them context, yeah. <laughs> we have to explain or else it doesn't, I mean, it still doesn't make sense even if you explain, but I'm right, going to try. Right. Um, luxury they sex toy They might think it's an actual toy, not even that. No. Well, it depends. I, uh, yeah, it's more of a costume piece. So Layla <laughs> created a tiny tuxedo for your dick. That sounded like I was doing I was say, small dick humiliation. That tiny. That's it's, <laughs> Layla has created a tiny, <laughs> tiny tuxedo specifically for your dick. <laughs> we had to special order this one. Anyway. <laughs> I mean that it's people are going to be rewinding that and jerking off to it. Um, I mean that it's tiny compared to a regular tuxedo. Yeah. So as I recall, it attaches to sort of like a stretchy fabric cock ring situation, which holds it in place on the dick. And it is like, naturally, it looks like a little black uh, suit jacket with the white shirt I think it was either a red or a black bow tie and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like a rose in the pocket square sort of area, like a red rose type thing, I believe is what it mm-hmm. was. And this was marketed as like, dress up, make sex an occasion or like, right, like surprise her like when she lingerie. takes your pants off. <laughs> like. Yeah. And again, as with the Teddy Love, I feel like, this was largely a failure of marketing because if they were marketing it as like a funny novelty thing, I would be like, hell yeah, that's hilarious. If I took down someone's pants and they were wearing that, I would laugh my ass off. But it just is so serious about itself. Right. (laughs) And like, yeah, no, it's certainly hilarious. But if you want it, like, I don't know, I think of like lingerie or anything that you're going to market as like something to wear on a date to get your partner excited is a thing that is like either hot to wear while fucking, mm-hmm. right? Assorted crotchless underwear and jockstrap type things and like things that can be pulled out of the way, even little skirts, you know, et cetera, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and or. Things that are hot or fun to take off, right? Right. Thin, you know, thin little fabrics that just like wisp right off the skin and like things like that, right? Mm -hmm. A dick tuxedo is neither of those things. (laughs) I do not want to, I do not want a dick tuxedo in my hole. Like, imagine giving head with that. You just, blah. I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah. So, no, thank you. If your dick is not, long enough to stick out the the neck hole if you will of the tuxedo then you just look like you have a headless fancy person between your legs <laughs> but if it's long enough to stick out first of all faces and heads don't look like dickheads it's really that seems haunting it's, it's to me in a suit yeah i uh, i've never actually <laughs> seen one on an actual dick and i i'm very curious how i would feel about it but also Uh like yeah if you're trying to do anything to that dick you're limited to whatever's sticking out the top and you're getting spit on a tuxedo which is dry clean only (laughs) what are you saying to the dry cleaner when you roll up with that imagine taking it to a dry cleaner i just (laughs) okay so that leaves our our alternative you strip it off 
Right. How do you like sexily just like you're like teasing it up and down the shaft like it's like one of those little <laughs> like slide you're doing whistles a like Dale dance yeah <laughs> like it's not <laughs> that's not you just like sling it off and throw it across room like that's not sex i'm sorry it's not hot <laughs> yeah i'm really trying to think hard about the kink possibilities for this and one thing i could see is it being sort of a humiliation thing where like maybe you have to like put on a little puppet show with your dick or something <laughs> act mm-hmm. out a little i don't even know i, I don't do you have any ideas yeah. for this okay well so you said that and the scenario that my brain gave me and i'm not standing by this i'm just <laughs> reporting back what i observed um <laughs> within my own mind but scenario it gave me was that we're uh that it is uh, almost a cuckolding situation, right? Hmm. Um, so we are putting the dick in a little tuxedo so that it can watch the show as if you would dress the same way you would dress up for like an <laughs> opera or whatever, right? And it right. has to watch the other dicks get used and it has to watch hmm. or what the other toys or whatever, you know, maybe you strap something to someone's thigh or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it is just for formal wear for your cuckolding scene. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there is What if something- they're in matching tuxes? What if the person's wearing a tux and they unzip the, like, formal pants oh, and there's just no. another tux coming out? It's, 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 like when, it's like when the xenomorph opens his mouth and another mouth comes out. It's the same thing. It's like a bad version of Russian dolls. Yeah, I mean, there definitely is something to the fact that it sort of covers slash conceals the dick in a way that does sort of put it out of commission for the for the time that you're wearing it like it could be kind of a chest oh that's fair thing. i'm fully personifying the dick i'm like no the dick is a fancy man the dick is a fancy man and it's watching <laughs> <laughs> the fancy man is watching the porn <laughs> and like definitely for comedy there's so much potential here uh mm. i mean you can't i was thinking like it would be good for comedy videos and then i was like there's no video service that's not a porn service that would let you upload something featuring a dick no matter how much formal wear it was wearing but (laughs) right your your options are twitter and they don't so much pay you so well yeah (laughs) um also this reminds me of there's a the condom company lifestyles used to make possibly Mm. still makes uh black condoms called lifestyles tuxedo and those are handy though they are. Uh, I have recommended them before to folks for anal because maybe any like mess wouldn't be as visually apparent. Mm-hmm. But they kind of marketed them similarly, like dress up, make sex an occasion. And um, I don't know, like I, d- I didn't feel that it was any like sexier to look at or. Right. It I wouldn't don't know. feel fancier to me. It just like, yeah, like you said, it seems like it is a thing that is practically useful yeah or like good for weird specific role plays like Mm. i don't know i feel like a black condom just emphasizes the barrier there so like Mm. could also be fun for something if you're playing with like something with medical play or something with like alien or inhuman things or whatever you know what i mean like yeah It feels like the equivalent of putting a black latex glove on your hand, which to me always feels like a, like, 
oh, we're going to do something kind of messy or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. feels like a particular energy that you could extrapolate onto that condom if that's the context you want to use them in your relationship. Yeah, I could see it. I want to talk about something made by our friend Kenton at Funkit Toys. I love Kenton! <gasps> I just, I, I need you to know, I just Rolodex, like, a solid five options that we could be about to talk about <laughs> right now. There's so many. So many content. Kenton could have just been this list. But anyway. Yeah. I think actually there are two main ones that I that I want to talk about with Funkit. Mm-hmm. And the one that I find more fascinating, I think, is the plug of war. Are you familiar? Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is like picture two silicone butt plugs. But they are linked by a long, floppy string of silicone in between. Like, kind of like, kind of like those 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 two cups on a string that you used for like <laughs> fake phones when you were a kid, yeah. right? That thing. It's like that, but for your butts. Yeah, and the middle part is like stable. Like you could actually yank on it and not, you know, break it or anything. But the idea is right. But it is quite stretchy as well. Like it's not yeah. gonna snap, but it will stretch. Like, uh, I get the impression a decent amount. I haven't held one. Yeah, me neither. But uh, just knowing what I know about Kenton's silicone. Right, um, and I have held other toys that he pours with that shore. Right. And so, as the title Plug of War suggests, the idea is each of you puts a butt plug in your butt and then, like, pull away <laughs> from each other as hard as you can and see who wins and maybe you can have like stakes you know in terms of <laughs> if you win you do this and if I win I'll do this um uh-huh. and I find this interesting not only because it's like hilarious and novel but also you are gonna have to squeeze your pelvic muscles pretty intensely to win this game or or try to and that is good for arousal like that brings yeah. blood flow to the area so this is actually i think like a really fun potential like foreplay activity <laughs> i just love how often kenton's products are like a perfect mix of a fairly comprehensive understanding of how bodies work and what shapes are like pretty conducive to feeling good inside the average body Mm -hmm. and his impulse to think of a thing and then go ah well i've had the idea i must create it i guess i (laughs) just just think of a thing and be like oh it needs to exist now i Mm -hmm. i I thought the word plug of war i guess i need a toy based on it now it um, is like he starts with a pun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So much of his catalog is very, very clearly like, Kenton thought that was this was funny an evening, uh, and now <laughs> yeah. this toy exists in the world. And that just brings me such joy. Because, yeah. Because, like, I often react similarly to the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's how you get, like, the most creative weird shit. I don't know. I... <laughs> And, like, this, it just comes back to, like, it's refreshing to see companies interested in just, like, making things for the sake of making them and things that interest the creator less about, like, the thing that is necessarily going to be the most marketable thing in the world. Because otherwise, we would have a shop of a bunch of dick-shaped dicks, and we have plenty of those. <laughs> it's true. I don't think that this one like appeals to me personally all that much, but I do think it would be funny to have one like framed on the wall as a conversation yeah. piece. 
I and, deeply want to own one. Yeah. But like it does a little bit make my butt hurt to think about. <laughs> yeah. It would be fun maybe if you were a dom who had two subs and you wanted to pit them against each other. Okay, see, I'd, I'd bottom to that scene, but like, that's <laughs> different. I'd be being told what to do. Yeah. <sighs> it's tough because, like, you'd be better at this if you used less lube, but that's not safe. So, right. hmm. Right. Who knows? Uh, the other Funkit thing I wanted to talk about was Funkit Chess. Another delightful game. Soon we're going to have a funk at field day. Like, we're going to have a complete set to be able to, like, my next feature film. Yeah. So so Kenton made an entire chess set where every piece is a fully body-safe uh, insertable silicone toy. Uh, some of them are more butt plug-esque and some of them are more dildo-esque. Some of them... I think like the queen or something has a vibrator embedded in it. Uh And there are certain rules that he lays out in terms of like, if someone captures your piece, they get to tell you what to do with it, obviously with consent, et cetera. Um, I I find this to be such a ridiculous product in part because uh, it costs like $700, which makes sense because it's so many toys and they're all good quality. And it's huge. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, I looked at it, I was like, oh, wow. And then I saw the comparisons next to, like, a soda can or whatever, and they are like, they're not minis or, like, chess size piece. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not chess pieces shaped like dildos. They are sex toys that come to you in a full chess set. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. And, like, to my understanding... Um, isn't it like 69 something? Like there's a 69 pun in the, <laughs> in the price, right? Quite possibly, yeah. Because it is my understanding him. that Kenton sells it at a loss simply to be able to also <laughs> make that pun. <laughs> oh my gosh. The amount of work that must go into making just one of those sets is absolutely yeah. wild. I, I think that this is like an ideal thing if you're a rich person throwing an orgy. Like, this is a great icebreaker game or even just to have it displayed as a conversation piece again. Like, hilarious. And I think you can get custom colors, maybe. Yeah. And even if you were just a person who regularly hosts play parties. Yeah. Right? Like, if you are a organizer or an event space or something that, like the organization can acquire it. It is Mm -hmm. a nifty thing to have, especially like, I don't know if you have a big littles community or something like that, Mm. where like you could see large group competitions going over well. Yeah. Sex positive chess club. Maybe you're going to do kind of like a queen's gambit role play or something. (laughs) (laughs) Really odd. The queen's gambit board game exists. It's just chess. (laughs) Why did they? I mean, what? Just, just say it's chess, <laughs> right? I, I, it, 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 I have encountered it before, and it blows my mind. I don't know if they did something different to it. I can't imagine they did. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What else could it possibly? It's chess. Mm-hmm. I don't. Anyway. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's what we're talking so about. Funny. We're talking about. We're not talking about board games. We're talking about sex toys. Yeah. 
I do have to give a content note for this next one because it is a dildo shaped like a gun. And so mm-hmm. I imagine we will be talking about some gun things. So if that mm-hmm. bothers you, you can skip to a time code, which I will record and drop in right now. 4315. That timestamp is 4315. Thanks for that, future Kate. <laughs> So this is the Evolver dildo by Whole Punch Toys. Whole Punch is another, similar to Funkit, like small one-person operation making really absurd silicone sex toys. And this one in particular really calls to me, and I would love yeah. to untangle with you why that might be. <laughs> like, what what are you? What are your thoughts and feelings about a gun-shaped dildo? Oh, I so I remember people had feelings yeah. when it came out, yep. and I was like, my take then is not all that different from my take now, which is like, don't 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 buy it. It's fine. It, yeah, I have to, like I have no problem with it existing. I am not particularly into it simply because guns are not particularly the flavor of murder I'm into. <laughs> like like not it's not it's not the fear thing or the fact that the thing could kill me but like a gun in my cunt not the way i'd prefer to go right um if if we're talking about how i'm gonna sexily get murdered um but uh so yeah i think i do like this one stands out to me frankly because it's so beautifully made yeah like it's the design is really like a really intricate attention to detail and it is like it it is not like a phallic dick with a um like trigger and gun stock attached to the end like i feel like i have seen Mm -hmm. if not actual things like pictures of and stuff that like is like very gimmicky and comical like Mm -hmm. but it's also not so much looks like a gun that it would not feel good to be in someone's body like i feel like i haven't looked at a picture of it in a minute but my memory of it is something that kind of split the difference between those two rather well Mm -hmm. um and kind of blends these two ideas in a really interesting way yeah um which i always found really fascinating and like I know there's certainly a scenario in which I could play with it and, like, find something hot about it. But, like, it has mostly remained in the realm of, like, eh, not my kink. I certainly get it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, got kind of grumpy about people who had opinions about it. Like, I, I, I get it, but, like... Just don't buy one then. It's fine. You don't need it. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like so many big Twitter arguments these days, and even back then, like ultimately boiled down to people not understanding the difference between making art about something and condoning that thing. Yep. Um, And Colin, who makes toys at, at Hole Punch, is literally an artist, and a lot of his toys are works of art and are intended to be viewed and used as such, and... Right. Yeah, the Evolver is really beautiful. You can get a uh, a different gun color from the color of the grip. And the grips are designed to look really cool and, like, pearlescent. Like, it definitely yeah. seems very inspired by actual vintage pistols. 
Uh, but like the part where the bullet would come out is shaped like like it is phallic, but it's not realistically dick like. It sort of yeah. has more of like a torpedo shape. Uh, it's like if a if a gun had a head versus if a shaft had a head. If that right. makes sense, I guess. Yeah, and I wonder about uh, just ergonomically or comfort wise. I wonder if it would be easier to thrust that in and out of someone since that shape is designed to be held in that way in your hand. Yeah. Um, I definitely find it hot in like a fear play kind of way. Mm -hmm. And I also think it would make a fun prop, even if you aren't even going to use it as a dildo, like to use it as a fake gun prop in some kind of fear play based uh, role play, because you know, by looking at it, that thing's not going to actually shoot me, but it also still has enough of that vibe to be genuinely scary. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I like, I think part of what made me feel especially more comfortable with this existing than I would say if Pipe Dream made a product that looked exactly the same. Yeah. Is that like, I know Colin thought about what he made. Like, I know he made it with intention. And I know if I sat down and said, tell me about like your thought process of making this and what you were trying to say and what you were trying to do, like, he'd have an answer for me. I haven't Mm -hmm. had that conversation with him and I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but like, yeah, that alone and also him being a person whose politics often align with mine, like, Mm in my very broad understanding of them you know we met once but Mm -hmm. um like that all is enough for me that i am like yeah no that like that yeah this person's art can exist in the world i'm not the arbiter who says who has permission but you know what i mean right in a way that i feel way more comfortable about that versus something that would feel like because if pipe dream made it it wouldn't look exactly like this no it would look way more gimmicky way more comical it would not be as refined right Mm -hmm. um and it wouldn't be making a statement about uh anything or there wouldn't necessarily have been thought that went into it maybe beyond how much will this cost and how much will we make yep yeah i totally agree with you and i also think like part of the appeal for fear play for me and many other people Mm -hmm. is like actually directly addressing or or playing with things that really freak you out in a way Mm -hmm. that can be healing and can be cathartic and like certainly every time there's a shooting in the news I get more and more nervous about guns and more and more angry at the people who think that anyone should be allowed to own any kind of gun uh consequences be damned and so I could definitely see there being something, uh, not maybe not like empowering, maybe that's not the right word, but like, you know, something subversive and cathartic mm-hmm. about using a dildo like this. Mm-hmm. For sure. Speaking of sex toys shaped like weird things, uh, mm-hmm. there is a Lovecrafters toys butt plug that is shaped like the head of Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, what do we think about this? Ah, fine. Pretty much, like I okay. If that is a thing that like feels 
rewarding and empowering and satisfying to you as like a form of disrespect or whatever, great, fine, more power to you. A, doesn't seem like a particularly comfortable shape. <laughs> rather blunt. Um, yeah, his like, hair is not known a, for being pointy. Exactly, it's a round head. Like, yeah. I don't, it's, it's not, it's got a, like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't imagine it being particularly comfortable. All those frown lines and shit, <laughs> um, or easy to clean, frankly. Right. Um, and like, I also don't find it sexy to disrespect things I dislike. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a degree of sacrilege that I find sexy, but as a general rule, if something makes me angry, it's just gonna make me angry. Yeah. And, like, doing sex- I do sexy things to, like, things and people I like. Right. Like, uh, if you're fucking me in the ass, I like you a lot. If parts <laughs> of you are going inside my butthole, we're real close. Like, I, yeah. we're- you know, I, I care a lot about you. I probably trust you a whole bunch, right? Like, Trump ain't on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like, it, that I'm just like, yeah, fine. Like, uh, <sighs> it does a little bit irk me, the simple premise that doing a sexy thing specifically butt stuff Mm-hmm. with or to someone is specifically degrading like yeah but it, it it seems very rooted in the idea that butt stuff specifically is degrading yeah which can be a hot thing and can be fun to play with and it can be the taboo and can be what's hot for some people but like <sighs> the gun felt like art that was considered by its creator this feels like the lowest hanging fruit of <laughs> fuck this guy let's stick his head up our ass <laughs> yeah doesn't appeal to me i if, i'm not gonna judge like if it i'll judge you a little bit but not with my voice to your face uh if you <laughs> if you like enjoy it it's fine you can get off on what you get off on and like i do get the spitefulness this is just not how i manifest it right yeah i think something i learned about myself when i first saw this toy is this actually ethically for me is a bridge too far. I actually yeah. do ethically have an issue with the idea of making a sex toy of the likeness of someone who obviously would not consent to that. Yeah. Even though I do think if there's anyone in the world <laughs> who I think de- quote unquote deserves it, I don't know. I think you could make a pretty good argument for him. But right. for me, it's it, it sort of feels like you know, erotic real person fan fiction or something like that, which to be clear, I have also (laughs) written some of that, but um, it's just sort of ethically murky and non-consenty in a way that makes me feel weird. Um, Yeah. And like, this is even, in addition to getting off on the taboo of butt stuff, it does really seem to get off on the non-consensual element, right? Yeah. Donald Trump found it hot to be shoved in a bunch of people's asses, which, like, you don't know. He might. But, like, if he did, then this probably wouldn't be as fun Mm -hmm. for, like, I don't know that this would be received in the same way if it was, like, a common known fact that this dude was into butt stuff. Like, right. Yeah, I could see it being potentially... Or if he endorsed it, shit. Like, that's a different <laughs> energy. 
Um, I could see it being a fun prop in like an artsy uh, porn video that's trying to make a political statement. But the trouble is like when it's inside you, you can't see what it is anymore. So yeah. And again, know. like what's, what's the political statement beyond fuck this guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's you know, like, yeah, like, you know, so that's, yeah. I think if like, and I don't know, I, I didn't make it if the if there is an artist behind it who wants to sit down and be like, no, this is my vision and this is where it came from. And it was about like, mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to be convinced. Yeah. Sure. But just at a glance to me, it feels like lowest hanging fruit, the least nuanced analysis of like of any of it. Like there are so many better. There are so many. It is also kind of pushing the button of people who, like, make fat jokes about Trump, where it's like, there are so many things right. to be shitty about him for. There's so many things he's actually done yeah. that suck that we yep. can talk about. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you want to do one more? Yeah, I can do one more. I feel like we need a palate cleanser after that. Yeah, Ugh. I don't want to end there. Ugh. Get Trump out of my butt. Ah. <laughs> But here's something else that goes in butts, uh, and I mentioned it in my intro off the top. Ah, yes. There is a company called Ainsley Tea that still to this day makes high heels where the heel is shaped like a butt plug. And I should say they are beautiful. They're actually super high quality shoes, gorgeous, yeah. very sexy sort of high fem femdom vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also find them a bit confusing because I don't know to what extent that plug is actually meant to be used, you know? Right. And like, I mean, it very much, this is a sex toy, I think, more than most sex toys that evokes for me an image of a particular user. Mm -hmm. Like most sex toys, I'm like, no, there's a great many situations in which you might use this, a great many types of people that might use this. Like Mm -hmm. this for me, I'm like, oh, this is a high-end sex worker. Yeah. Like this is some this is a pro dom. This is someone who part of their image and their brand involves luxury and fashion and that sort of thing, which is certainly a flavor of pro dom that is out there, right? Yeah. Um like this is something that seems like it's designed to appeal to people who like getting stepped on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the plug seems like an extension of that, right? Yeah. They don't to me feel like shoes that are made to be worn to walk around New York City in, right? <laughs> uh, they are the shoes that you like put on to then lay on your back, um, or stand on a human, yeah, right? Where like, because those pl- like. Those plugs are not going to be usable if I'm walking those walking around in those shoes all day. Yeah. Those plugs will be usable if I clean them off, put them on, and walk around the dungeon that I am playing in for 15 minutes, stand on your back for a little while, and then push my plug into your ass. Like, Yeah. Yeah, you'll get some germs on it. We risk a lot of things in, in, in this kinky thing that we do. Like, that is at least within my risk profile. Um, so that's like... When I see those toys, they evoke a very specific scenario and a very specific, like, even foot worship, like, mm-hmm. it's the kind of heels that are great for licking and, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. 
like there it more than any shoe it feels like a shoe made to be worn to play in yeah yeah i am not much of a heels person in general anyway but i did find these particularly untenable for walking in i think the ones i have are like five inches tall they are really fucking tall uh, I felt very unbalanced walking in them <laughs> and had to walk very slowly and carefully. Mm. And to your point about like bacteria and stuff, I did reach out to the makers and this was many years ago. So like, I don't know what their current situation is as far as this, but I said, right. are these actually body safe for insertion? And they said that they recommend putting a condom over it. Okay. Um, they didn't really answer the question, but that might just be because they don't really know. They make shoes. They don't make sex toys. So... Right. And it also could just be a liability thing. Yeah, true. Like, because maybe when it leaves the warehouse, it's safe for insertion. Right. But it's it's a shoe. I don't, maybe you are wearing it to walk around New York City, and then it is no longer safe for insertion. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Like, there are things you might step on, whether they're germs or whether they are cutting the material a little bit or Mm -hmm. like you know little nicks in the material are going to have it hang on to bacteria differently or going to have edges uneven and like buttholes are tender delicate little flowers like we don't need to you know fuck shit up yeah it could actually be hot to be instructed to put a condom on someone's butt plug heel knowing that it's about to go in you like i think that you could definitely make that hot uh, I always thought that the motion of inserting it and maybe thrusting it in and out would probably be pretty awkward if you're wearing the shoe, but yeah, you could maybe find a seated position where the angle would be easier. I'm not sure. I was going to say, I feel like your options are like <sighs> either if someone's laying on the floor and you're standing over them, you could kind of be like tapping your heel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that would give you a little bit of a thrusting. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, if someone is in some sort of like suspension or a sling or up on something where you can be like laying on your back and kind of, I don't know, propping your legs up in the air a little bit, like you may be able to thrust in and out of them that way. Mm-hmm. But even that would be like a thigh and ab workout after a second. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm, now I'm just daydreaming about uh, <laughs> butt yeah. plug shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's everything. I did have one other thing on my list, which is a vibrator that looks like a cupcake, except it has a tongue sticking out of it. Hate that. Yeah, I don't... That's all I need to say. Never really <laughs> wanted to be licked by a cupcake. Nope. Cu- nope. Cupcake it it's, it's like It's like, re- it's like they're get revenge. I don't... <laughs> This is not the way this goes. This goes, I don't need to, my relationship with cupcakes does not need to be switchy. I am okay (laughs) exclusively topping in this cupcake relationship. Yeah. I will do all of the licking. Thank you. (laughs) I agree. Cupcakes belong in one hole of my body. That's it. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dildorks. I've been Kate Sloan. You can find my sex blog at girlyjuice.net. You can find the rest of my writing at katewritesaboutsex.com. I also write a weekly newsletter that has intimate essays about sex, kink, etc. for five bucks a month or $50 for a year. And that's at katesloan.email. 
My two books are called 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do and 200 Words to Help You Talk About Sexuality and Gender. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Where is your stuff? I'm Bex. You can find all my writing at BexTalkSex.com, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at BexTalkSex. I'm also really naked on the internet <laughs> at Billy Lore, so you can go to at Billy Lore on Twitter or uh, BillyLore.com. Real good at telling you how to pay me in those spots, um, and I've been posting some real fun videos lately, so worth going to check that out. Together we are the Dildorks. We're at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at thedildorks.com. You could also, uh, I mean, you found us by searching in Dildorks in your favorite podcast app. I think it's been a minute since I said that, but like do that and rate us five stars. Uh, and if you go to patreon.com slash thedildorks, you toss a couple of bucks our way to help us keep doing what we're doing. At $6 a month, you get access to our Discord. We just did a game night for our 300th episode with Discord pe- uh Folks, people, I don't, patrons, <laughs> friends. Yeah. We, we hung out with them. It was delightful. It was fun. We might do more of them. Come hang out with us. Yes. That was so much fun. And at $12 a month, you get access to our Patreon only bonus episodes. We're recording our next one tomorrow. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, but it should be fun. We'll find out. Yeah. I should I... have some sex tonight. <laughs> Cram it in in more ways <laughs> than one. Um, I forgot to write down the names of the top tier supporters, but I'm going to do it from memory, baby. Nice. I believe in you. <clears throat> I want to say thank you so much to our top tier Patreon supporters who we thank every week. Thank you to Nat, MB, Argo, Amelia, and Stabatha Christie. Thank you also to... Uh... <laughs> Protodome. I know that one. I, I was focused so hard on remembering those names that no, I you did better than me. One. I had MB and Stabatha Christie, and MB is... One I know. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them. That's, what I, that's all I got for you. It's true. Thank you also to Protodome, who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye. I am recording and sitting like a gremlin that is definitely <laughs> gonna be heard on the mic. I should adjust. There we go. Okay. okay. Let's do a countdown. Five. Four. Three. Two. One.